Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Join us for the very first IFL Live at London's Indigo at the O2, Sunday, August the 13th. With me, Coogan Cassius, and some very special guests, Eddie Hearn, Darren Barker, Johnny Fisher, and more. Tickets now on sale. So in the words of Eddie Hearn... You get up, you dress up, and you fucking show up. Oscar Bevis, IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Velas, and what is long overdue is an interview between me and my good friend Ben Shalom. Um, Joyce Parker, last year. We're talking 12 months. Is it me neglecting you, or you neglecting me? You were the only one that used to come to our Ultimate Boxer tournament. So, yeah, I'm not sure. Coogan's not been sending you to our events, but um, good to be back. Good to be back and uh, good to see you. That's a big week. Um, I always stay adamant that the Ultimate Boxer heavyweight tournament in Altrincham was one of the best singular nights, most fun nights of boxing that I've been to. Um, but, yeah, this is a massive week, headlined by Franchon Cruz's and Savannah Marshall. A chance, another chance for... Savannah to become undisputed. Um, pretty simple question. She's going to leave a legacy in the sport, Savannah, but does she need to win this fight to leave that elite legacy and just have the undisputed tag? You know what? When, obviously, she lost against Clarissa Shields, I think, in her mind, it was the rematch. It was That was the only thing in her mind, and I think she's reflected, and for her, her game plan... She just didn't get right, and uh, and in her head that was the obvious that was the obvious move. And when we couldn't make the rematch, we sat down, and I thought, look, should we be looking at another fight? She's just gone through one of the biggest events you know the sport has ever seen, one of the biggest fights in women's boxing history, if not the biggest in terms of exposure and numbers. And I think once she once she fought at that level, and when we signed her, she she never headlined before, and then she headlined in Newcastle. We just saw her grow as a person, and she headlined then again in Newcastle, and then went on to that ridiculous night in the O2. And I think for her, it's about the big nights and uh, and and the legacy defining fights, like you said, and undisputed at one six eight. I spoke to Peter um, over the weekend, and and we've been speaking a lot around her coming up to super middleweight and he just feels she's so much more comfortable there 
and, and we're going to see the best of Anna Marshall. And you can't buy the experience of having that, especially in, in the women's sport, not many get to experience that level of fight that she experienced with Clarissa Shields. And she'll be a much better fighter for that. And uh, the fact that she's she's done that now and, and she's prepared for mentally as well for the big fights, this is a huge night for her on Saturday. And fair play to her going straight into her undisputed, obviously delighted that we could make it happen for her. And uh, massive night for Franchon Cruz as well. She is a star and you can see from just interacting with her. Uh, All the fact that she's done her open workout in glasses. Indoors. All the fact she's going to be singing the national anthem for herself on Saturday night. She's something special, but for her, she's been waiting for this moment as well. It's just an unbelievable fight. I really think it's a 50-50. I know Franchon is, a, is going to fight in her classic, overbearing, powerful. She's going to get on top of Savannah. She might not be the most technical fighter that we'll ever see, but she is going to stick it right on her, and she knows how to win. And um, she'll feel this is her division. She feels this is her time. And what a, what a fight. And the reason it's all or nothing is, yeah, for Savannah to stay at that level where she's looking at hopefully getting the rematch at, with Clarissa Shields. And I think people will want to see that, especially at super middleweight. Uh, it's probably the biggest fight out her, there for her, one of the biggest fights in the sport. She has to beat Franchon Cruz on Saturday night. And uh, yeah, huge night in Manchester. Just talking about Franchon, do you think that she, and this is not that she wouldn't have taken the fight anyway, but do you think she saw what happened at the O2? Iconic, sold out, one of the most historic nights in the history of not just women's boxing, the sport. Do you think she saw that and thought, I need a piece of this? I need to now chase the Savannah Marshall fight. Do you think she kind of looked around the O2 and went, I've had a good career, but yeah, I, I really need this? 100%. And uh, Peter Khan said exactly that. He said, we could have taken other fights, but there's nothing like what she's seen Clarissa experience she came to her first fight Clarissa fought I don't even know if you remember on the Eubank Williams card against Emma Cozen and then and then it sort of built into that into that fight with Savannah and just to experience that for American women in the sport to see that and obviously Mayer and Baumgarten and I got to see it as well it was just such a special night and for Franchon yeah to come over here to get to fight there's going to be 8,000 tickets sold to, for Saturday night in Manchester, which isn't even Savannah's hometown. Incredible, incredible. And, and, and it shows where the sport's got to and Franchon wants to experience that. But she also knows that this is her time and the way she's embracing it and embraces the media. She was born to do this, 100%. She was born to fight at this level and this level of exposure. And the yin, the, the yang, and tomorrow, I think the press conference is going to be something special as well. And uh, yeah, huge moment for her. And it, it can only happen in the UK. This At the moment, these sort of nights for women's boxing with this level of attention and this many people even in an arena can I believe can only happen in the UK yeah I can't wait to see them two in the ring that is going to be a seriously good fight um, Natasha Jonas I said this to her you could argue that I don't even think you can argue I think you can basically say of the last 18 months she's might have or probably has had the best of any British fighter she looked a little bit frozen out a few things didn't go her way she signs with boxer she's on Sky Sports changes weight wins a world title, unifies, now dropping down to try and win another world title. Um, if she wins, would she? I mean, she would have, wouldn't she? She would have had the best 18 months in British boxing. She's absolutely flying at the moment. Flying. And the, you look fire of the year last year, but people, when, when she signed for us, she was, a, she was a lightweight. Her last fight was Katie Taylor. And, and, and you know, she's fight, she then had to go up three divisions to win a world title. It was... We, that was where the opportunity lied and she just seemed to get better and better and to win three world titles back to back even surprised 
us, it's one of our proudest achievements to have a, a, a big name like Tasha Jonas never won a world title in all her career, whatever she's done and achieved for the sport from 2012 in the Olympics and throughout her career. And she never seemed to get the rub of the green or be prioritised or anything. And now it's showing. And I'm excited now to actually see her going into the welterweight division, hopefully going to the super lightweight division at some point, fighting at a natural weight. She believes that's where the biggest names are. And at her stage of her career, she just wants the biggest fights and the biggest names. And, and for her, she believes they're at welterweight and, and super lightweight. And that was never her natural weight. She was fighting there and the opportunities just kept coming. But now she has an opportunity to become a two-weight world champion. She, she's excited to see what she can do. And yeah, it could be another emotional night on Saturday night. Um, again, huge support for Tasha Jonas, even in Manchester. But coming down from Liverpool and um, yeah I, I, you know you could be looking at a three-way world champion by the time she's finished and to think that she'd never won a world title and so it, it is incredible and the team have worked so hard to to get her those opportunities but also she just gets as I say better and better and I think Joe's wanting this to be the last 12 months of her career absolute maximum and they just want the, to get the biggest fights possible and uh, yes big big night on Saturday for her. Fingers crossed we end with two two-weight female British world champions, <clears throat> pardon me. Um, yeah, a quick one on the undercard. Um, Zach Chelly and Mark Jeffers, great fight. Callum Simpson as well, who's kind of just burst on the scene and kind of become Britain's next big thing in the space of about three months. Um, a really good undercard. Was the show ever at Frex? Obviously, it was Zach Chelly and Mark Efron. So, I don't know, was there ever kind of a, a little bit up in the air about this? I think we've had, we've been so unlucky with injuries. Um, you have had a proper bad rub of the green recently. Awful, man. And every time I think it's going to finish, it doesn't. We had the Josh Taylor for the Taylor Catrol, two pay-per-views, Smith Eubank as well. And then Adam Azim the other week, Shaquille Thompson, Mikel Lawal, um, and then Mark Heffron. I was just like, when's it going to end? And they're big fights. And I think we left the situation when Eubank Smith went, where the decision was, do we go to Newcastle or do we keep on the card? And we spoke to Savannah and there'd been so many people that had bought tickets from Newcastle, hotels, trains, everything. There was no way we could we could then say, oh, we'll, we'll go into Newcastle. And it proved to be the right decision. And seven or 8,000 people in there on Saturday night shows that I think... Um, helps when you've got good fights on the card. Heffron went, but Mark Jeffers, who people won't know him because he's not fought on TV yet, but 15 fights, fights with Michael Jennings, special talent. Sells a huge amount of tickets in Manchester. I actually think that will be the, the fight of the night on Saturday night. It's a, it's a huge fight. I think fair play to Zach Chelly. Whenever you offer him any fight, he'll just take it. It doesn't matter who it is. And Mark Jeffers on two weeks' notice, he was going to be fighting anyway. We'll, we'll be looking to announce himself on the scene. I think it's a hell of a fight. Callum Simpson is, is sort of one of those rough diamonds. I mean, we've done it. And, and I spoke to him. I said, look at, look at Dan Aziz and look at Richard Riappour. Similar sort of, maybe Richard slightly further on, but British level and, and Dan just getting towards British level. And with the right support and the right activity, we think he can go all the way. I think he's one of the most talented fighters in the whole of the country. And um, it's, it's good to get fighters that you sign that have had that small hall experience. He's, he's, he's an established professional, you know, and he's able to go into proper fights. Boris Crichton fought at light heavyweight against Lyndon Arthur, gave him a serious fight. And then, and then obviously he's been active as well, fought Steve Woodall out in Poland. And so he's going to get the very best Boris Crichton, which is a tough fight at super middleweight for this time at this time in his career um, and yeah one of one of definitely the stars of the future in Callum and just sells a huge amount of tickets we want to be headlining with him in the next 12 months yeah really good card can't wait for what's going to be 
hopefully a, a dramatic Saturday night. But like I said, a Saturday night that ends with two British two-weight world champions. Um, you mentioned about the injuries and how boxing can be a bit of a pain in the arse. So I'll ask you this. Can you live a good life, a happy life as a boxing promoter? Listen, this, a boxing promoter without TV is, is, a, is harder with TV. Um, I don't... Look, it's a, I, I say it all the time, but this is a dream come true. And yes, people will say, oh, we're, too, we're young or I don't know what I'm doing or I'm naive and this and that. But every... T- yeah, but but at the same time, this is this is our dream come true, and so we've achieved what we've done in the past eighteen months. To now, we believe possibly the best stable outside the heavyweight division in British boxing. It's uh, unbelievable. I think the team have worked so hard, and as I say, like in any position of of in in any walk of life, whether it's boxing, whether it's um, football, whether it's work, whether it's whatever you do, if you're at the top or you're competing at the top. It's going to be high pressure and it's going to be a, a, a hard environment. But this was what a few years ago we, we dreamed of doing. And yeah, and, and so to be doing it now and to be this early on and achieving the things that we're doing and uh, have the longevity that we can see is, is, is special. And um, yeah, I think uh, I feel one of the most lucky people on the planet, to be honest, to be in my position. Do you ever kind of view the sport from the fact that there's a lot more shit to come? Because like I said, you've had to take kind of little bits here and there, injuries, and there's always problems in boxing. It is one of, I mean, I've only ever worked in boxing, but it's such an unpredictable sport, probably one of the most unpredictable sports. Do you ever kind of look at it from the sense that I'm going to have to deal with a lot more shit for the next 12 months, 18 months? Do you look at it like that, or do you just kind of, I don't know, roll with a punch sort of thing? I think breaking in is the hardest thing anyone will have to do. So so you've done the hardest bit, you think? Look, every day is tough, and every day is hard, uh, but you've got to enjoy it. I think um, the challenge is what you enjoy, but... This, to break into this sport as a promoter on TV, I, it took absolutely everything, not just of me, but a lot of the team as well. And people see it overnight and think, oh, they just got given the Sky contract, or oh, this or that. We were on different networks and trying to find different ways, actually turned down a few deals, waiting for the right one. And uh, yeah, I think trying to get into, um, from a standing start, and trying to get do all everything that we've been through. When I look back, and I don't look back often, that that is that is extremely challenging, and those things that we had to do then were were probably a lot more difficult than what we have to do now. As much as as much as it's difficult, yeah. I want to move on to um, Ben Whitaker. Obviously, we saw him in New York. We know he's a man in demand. He was around uh, a different fight week. Um, he's such like a he's such a commodity, Ben Whitaker. He's going to be sought after. Um, do you kind of get any nerves watching him around? other promoters and to be honest I'm flattered I think last week other promoters I think I saw Dan Aziz's name Caroline Devoir's name Ben Whitaker's name obviously even even I got offered a fight last week and so I we'll think, talk about that don't yeah. worry I think to be at this point in our in our development and have the stable that we do and have the fighters that are attracting so much attention is is, is so it's, it's, it's unbelievable and um, it's only going to get bigger and bigger and I can't wait in 12 months time where even just some of the names that we talked about we think with the Adam Aziz with the Lauren Prices with the Carolina Boards, with the Ben Whitakers even with the Callum Simpsons and the Fraser Clarks are all so early on in their career and we've had to work incredibly hard with Dan Aziz and Richard Riappo and Savannah Marshall and Tasha Jonas and Chris Billingsmith and when you look at the job that we've done for our fighters in just an 18-month period, it fills us with so much confidence, especially with such 
amazing talent coming through that we can develop some of the biggest stars in the in the country and um yeah i'm i'm delighted that it feels like 12 18 months ago where we we couldn't see we couldn't it was hard to even sign fighters so to be in a position where our fighters are getting so much attention and and they've done so well to get to the positions they're in um yeah it's a it's a good place to be and a good place to be in terms of you putting the gloves on and driving some more views to Sky Sports. Only, yeah, only if it's on Sky. <laughs> um, there's a couple of fighters I want to ask you about. Um, Chris Billum-Smith being one of them. Um, where are we at with Chris and what's next? Obviously, I know you probably wanted to sit back and kind of just dine on what was like a ridiculous night for him. The dream night, Bournemouth, hometown, we know all that. Um, but has he come to you saying, I want this, I want that? Or... Um, look, what a story, man. 12 months ago to I was to be fair there were a lot of people that convinced me that that the Bournemouth was was with the place to go and we, we when we made the decision we really committed and put a lot of infrastructure in place to try and get him from 2000 3000 4000 to 15000 and but to, for it to turn out how it did was one of the the best stories in British boxing this year and and fair play to Lawrence Okoli for for giving us that night for Chris We'll have to see. I think he wants to fight back in Bournemouth in October. He wants to. He wants to have another homecoming. Is he ever going to want to fight away though? When he's had, I mean, the arena against Zhoujad was buzzing, and then to have the stadium fight, is he ever going to want to fight away? That's the problem now. He's a champion now, so I think he's the best place to go. And there's not many cruiserweights in the world that can sell like Chris Bill and Smith now. That one of the biggest fan bases and most passionate fan bases in British boxing. Um, but yeah, it's great for the division. I think we got Richard fighting for a world title to be announced very soon as well. And unbelievable division with Lawrence in there and Chris and Richard. And and um, yeah, I think there's some massive nights for Chris Bill and Smith coming up and hopefully a stadium next year as well. A massive night would be Dan Aziz and Joshua Barazzi as well. That's an absolute lick in the lips fight. Yeah. Um, I'm hearing different things. I don't know what I can and can't say because when you're in this scene, Feel like there's a lot of stuff people say off camera, um, so I'm just going to kind of give you the floor. Are we going to get Dan and JB? Such a sick fight. Both fighters have agreed to the fight, so um, we're going to get it. And I'm excited because, oh, Dan Aziz is so, and he'll continue to be underrated at every point, but he is he is a phenomenon, and the way how ready he is now to, to kick on in his career is incredible. He's gone through every single level and Joshua Boazzi wants, wants the fights that are going to generate the most attention, especially in this country. He came to, the, to Sky and to Boxer to try and re-establish his name in British boxing and really put himself front and centre and he knows that this is a huge fight. Um, both guys have agreed to the fight and uh, yeah, Stan Aziz is a... Is, uh, means a lot to me and, and our business because he's one of those fighters that no one was really looking at and he's one of those fighters that we worked so hard to on Commonwealth European to get him to WBA number two in the world from Southern Area you know titles is just an unbelievable special special journey and um, delighted that now he's going to be in the big fights in the real big British light heavyweight fights and when you look at Lyndon Arthur around there and he's fighting for his IBO and you've got Anthony Yard who I'm sure will want the biggest domestic fights now as well and obviously I'm not sure with Craig Richards when it but it's a it's a great division and we've see, we look at what we've done with the cruiserweight division and how well Chris Bill and Smith and Richard Riappo are doing and Lawrence will come back 
that light heavyweight division is 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 a monster and um yeah i just i, I know with Boatsi and aziz they want the big fights and they want the big nights and there's not going to be much bigger than Boatsi aziz yeah that's a really really good fight i kind of well you look at the last i don't know few questions i've asked you it's been about the fighters you've got this is something we kind of said had a little off conversation off camera conversation when we was on the way here um I know your focus and your main focus will be on the fighters you've got and building them. You've got Olympians, young fighters that are, I don't know, give it 18 months, two years, are going to be so much further ahead than they are now. Is that kind of your, I'm trying to think how to word this, is that kind of your sole focus? Because you look at fights that are out there and purse bids and working with other promoters, there's kind of a lot to do as a promoter. Are you sitting there at the moment just thinking, I have to be tunnel vision for the guys signed to our Sky and Boxer contracts? Because there is always fights that pop up that, you know, we used Odie and Rowley as an example earlier when we were just chatting. I thought we'd love to see someone jump on and get on uh, television. So, but are you so vision, tunnel vision for the guys you've got signed at the moment? No, it's a, it's a good question actually, and I think I think we we get offered fights all the time, and there's, there's opportunities to whether it's in the heavyweight division, and there's so many free agents. But I think when you make a commitment to a fighter and and you've got a long-term commitment and you're responsible for developing their careers. They have to come first. And if you look at the fighters we've signed, and yes, we want to put on the best fights for the fans without a doubt, and that will come because the fighters that we've signed are now getting towards title contention. You're seeing it with Richard, you're seeing it with Aziz, you're seeing it with Billim Smith. You're going to start seeing it with the Olympians. All the fighters, Tasha and Savannah, and these, all our fighters are now coming to fruition. And that is our focus because... Ultimately, you know, they're the ones that have put our trust in their, us, and and yeah, that's that. When we feel we've got such a great stable now, um, at the start we had to sign fighters, and some work out, some don't. But now, it's it's sort of settled down, and uh, yeah, we look at we will look at our stable sometimes in a meeting on a Monday morning, and I'm pinching myself. I'm thinking. Wow! Look at look at this. Every division in the women's sport, we feel like we've got the future superstars. We're delighted to be working with Caroline Dubois and Lauren Price and Carrie Sartingstall, and they're looking at what Tasha Jonas and Savannah Marshall have achieved just in the past twelve months. It's exciting there. Then you've got the Whitakers, the Azims, the Callum Simpsons. I don't want to miss people out. Fraser Clarks, Richard Riappos, Dan Aziz. These are people that we feel personally invested in. Um, of course, we want to make different fights and the biggest fights we possibly can, but we believe those guys are going to be in the biggest fights. They have the right platforms. They're now getting the world title opportunities, a lot of them. And there's going to be some huge nights on Sky in the next six to 12 months. Wicked, just one more thing from me. Um, I can't let you go without asking about some of the kind of generic heavyweight stuff at the moment. Um, just kind of looking from the position you are where, kind of just standing from the outside, looking at the top guys and... Seems a bit of to and fro. We know the Saudi things there. Um, Joshua White and contracts being sent and et cetera, et cetera. How are you kind of viewing that all at the moment? Because um, I know it's, it's a bit sticky from the outside, it looks, but obviously we all just want to see these fights. So how are you kind of viewing that at the moment? I think it's, it's sad in a way because, you know, these guys are at the top of their game and everyone seems to be stagnant and not fighting enough. And, and it's not down to anyone's fault but I think when you when such big checks are waved in front of you and it's it only happens once a year or once every two years I think it is just slowing down the division and um, look you have to just look at the rest of the divisions in boxing now and just be excited for them because they are moving there's some great fights happening across the board there's some great talent coming through in the heavyweight division 
just need to kick on. It's uh, it's frustrating. It's a, a standstill, um, and I think the big money opportunities and that it's almost like that pot at the end of the rainbow that's being dangled is slowing a lot of it down. And yeah, it'd be great to get back to to what it used to be, where the fighters would just just fight each other and, and things would move along, and it would give up opportunities to other fighters coming through as well. Um, it's frustrating, but at the same time, I don't think outside the heavyweight division, boxing has ever been in a in a better place. And there's so many platforms, so many promoters, so many opportunities for fighters, so much money in the sport now. Um, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable to be involved in. Join us for the very first IFL Live at London's Indigo at the O2, Sunday, August the 13th, with me, Coogan Cassius, and some very special guests, Eddie Hearn, Darren Barker, Johnny Fisher, and more. Tickets now on sale. So in the words of Eddie Hearn, you get up, you dress up, and you fucking show up. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.